You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. We taught children to prophesy because it's hearing the voice of God. It's everything. It's not about having the gift. I get to hear God's voice and he's going to tell me how much he loves somebody. Especially when you hear a word like this is the decade of the decree and we have the power of a life or death in our tongue. The Lord spoke and everything came into existence. We're made in his image. So what I say happens. My goal is to share stories and testimonies to raise faith and encourage people to trust the voice of God and to live a life with Him that's set apart in an uncompromising way. everybody doing thank you so much for checking us out this is the kingdom bringer podcast i'm your host darren eubanks and i am happy to have you join us this is awesome thank you so much today is going to be a fantastic episode i got to sit down and interview jamie lynn Wallnow. many of you guys might know who she is it's kind of another upper room connection. We've had an upper room connection theme on this podcast. Lots of connections from upper room. Thankful for that. Jamie Lynn and her husband Lance currently live in San Antonio, Texas. She is amazing. She has her own podcast called Set Apart Podcast. You can go check that out anywhere awesome podcasts are heard. Go do that. She's also a fantastic artist and she helps other artists kind of find their platform, kind of get their stuff out there through the Wall Now Media Collective. She's a media chick and she's all about it. And I was privileged and honored to be able to sit down and talk to her also about the prophetic. She's a part of the International Young Prophets and has a lot to say in regards to hearing and delivering the voice of the Lord. So I'm excited to get this one out to you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode and all of our episodes. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Check us out on YouTube at the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. And you can do all of that by visiting kingdombringer.com. There you can find the blogs, the podcasts. You can find direct links to subscribe to each one of those platforms that I just laid out. That'd be awesome. Check us out. Sign up for our email list. We want to stay in contact with you. Do all that. Go visit kingdombringer.com. We thank you guys so much. Let's get this out there. I believe the Lord wants to touch you today. I believe that the Lord has an amazing encouragement, has amazing inspiration that he wants to inject into your life today. I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. So I'm excited to release this. This is The Art of Prophecy with Jamie Lynn Wallnow. Enjoy. So I want to talk with you specifically right now about the prophetic. So can you like share with me your, your passion for the prophetic and what it means to you? 
the prophetic to me is one of those things that could take could turn a non-believer into a believer and yeah. can even turn a non-believing believer yeah for sure <laughs> into a believer <laughs> i feel like uh the people who like there's that moment where I remember first hearing prophecy. I was like, what's happening? Is this fortune telling? I just remember I was like sweating and I was like really nervous <laughs> at IHOP. Yeah. And, and they were delivering words and it was something that only God knew. There was like no way anybody else could have known that. Yeah. And so for me, I think it's a game changer and it's something I desire to release in every way possible because like, like even with the prophetic if I could do anything all day, I would eat popcorn and sob while watching people get prophetic words because I think it's that powerful to yes. like, it's, it's like we should all desire. It even says in the word that that's one thing that we should all desires yeah. to prophesy. You know, I wondered, cause I, I love the prophetic and I, I do, I want to grow in the prophetic. And I remember there was a time where I was kind of battling in my mind, like, am I going too much for this? You know, is this something that I care about? too much? And is it almost like selfishly? Like, I want that, you know, I want to <laughs> prophesy. I want to get words for people and I want to do this. And I remember at Azusa now when Sean Bowles did his thing. And I remember watching that over and over and over. And what I was so blessed by wasn't Sean's ability to hear the Lord or give his word, but watching people receive it and melt. Yeah. And that was the moment that the Lord told me, yeah, it's okay for you to desire this. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. okay for you to want people to experience my presence and, and hear my voice. And I thought, so for me, it's like, yeah, it's, I'm good. We'll, we'll go for it. You know? Yeah, totally. And I think that was just a great example that, that he was willing to go into of like, this is what this looks like. This is what, yeah the prophetic is all about is, is blessing and encouraging and building up the body of Christ. So I love that. What, what's been your experience in the prophetic? Like how, are, how is that something that you've grown in over the last few years? Well, it's something my mom, I, I grew up in a very religious environment. So I, but the thing is, since I was little, I've always known the voice of God, even though nobody talked about it. Cause in my head, I was never talking to myself. I was always processing everything with God. I was always talking to him, whether I was taking a test, you know, that conflicting, you know, peer pressure moment, you know, I was always processing it through like with God as my friend, but didn't learn that. Grew up in a very like no instrument kind of church environment. Women didn't pass anything around. They didn't have any role in the yeah. church. You know what I mean? Like for sure. So my mom always knew that I had a prophetic gift once she got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I was in college and that's when I went to IHOP and um, they prophesied over me. But when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I started to prophesy instantly. And it was like my whole life I'd been hearing God about other people in a beautiful way, but I just didn't recognize the gift until somebody put language to it. So I dove into equipping I was equipping children and started the children's ministry at Upper Room Dallas, where um, we taught children to prophesy because it's hearing the voice of God. It's everything. It's not about having the gift. It's literally like I get to hear God's voice and he's going to tell me how much he loves somebody. He might rescue somebody in a situation and protect them with something he reveals to me. It's all through that place of love and friendship with him. So I would say in college, twenty maybe 2006 or 2000. 
seven, kind of met the Holy Spirit. That's when my mom started telling me she felt like I had that gift. And then maybe my junior year of college got baptized in the Holy Spirit and just really like to me, it was like, I knew what it did for me. So I was willing to risk everything to learn. And I did equipping classes with at upper room and it was a safe place for me to learn. And I realized that the most profound prophetic words I get even to this day are the ones that are a passing little thought, like the slightest little what of a thought Yeah, are actually the ones that end up being most on point. Give me an, so, give me an example of that. Okay. So I was in the equipping class and I looked across the room and I was like, man, that girl reminds me of my friend Hayden. And all of a sudden I saw a brain over her head Yeah, and I saw her like, I was like, she must be a doctor or a nurse or something. But then I saw a brain and her working on it. Right. Here's the thing. Didn't say anything, sat down in a group and we went around saying what we do. She said, I'm a neurologist. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, I just, that's when I was learning. I was like, that is something I'll never forget, which because of that one moment up in the beginning of equipping, I have stepped out on a limb every time I, almost every time that I hear the Lord and recognize that, okay, this is a moment um, for me to be a part of to, in somebody else's life and yeah. story. Yeah. So those moments like that, that some people would say that you missed it, right? Like you missed the, I mean, I've even said that, that I've, I missed it and I'm actually okay saying that I, I missed it. Oh yeah. What, how do you steward those moments? Like that moment right there, how do you steward that? Well, for me, and so I missed it means two different things to me. It means I delivered a word in faith and it was wrong, but I'm really proud of myself for stepping out there. And I love humility because humility will always keep me growing. Yes. And I missed it could be. Um, I've had many prophetic moments where I saw something that was dangerous in somebody's life and I didn't have the courage to reach out or understand ma ma in a mature way how to release the word in love. And I, and then later found out if I would have said something, whether it was a dream I had that was prophetic, because I'm a big dreamer too, whether it was a dream I had that was prophetic or so, like an imprint that I was like, whoa, and prayed into, those moments when I followed up with them later would have actually really prevented this is extreme yeah this is really extreme and i know this is kind of personal but it's what happened um one person who had an affair and i had the warning signs of it beforehand and then the other one it was a moment of protecting purity and i grieved later when i found out that like they probably would have received it but then i've heard stories you know like where sean and sheree bowles had warnings about that. And the Lord told them to wait and release it later, because if they would have released it, that person would have run away and they wouldn't have been willing to hear it, which they found out later. But yeah. all that to say, um, to me, that's what I missed it meant, but I'm not here for Jamie Lynn. I'm here to serve my God. That's good. And I'm here to walk in obedience. And I feel like I've experienced enough obedience and sacrifice to trust that being willing to lose it. Yeah. That's and being good. willing to miss it by trying rather than missing it because I wasn't faithful or mature enough to understand how to present it. So it's part of learning too, painful that's, learning. That's good. I mean, you, you, you kind of gave a, an example of what, I guess, a, a negative impact could have happened if you would go for something. But honestly, don't you feel like you're in a, a, a safer position as a, as a believer to, to, to just go for it. I mean, 
Oh yeah. Obviously, if you see the red light, you 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 halt. Yeah. But something you know something that I've been saying a lot lately to my circle of influence is like I I just see green lights like in my walk right now with the Lord. It's just green lights. Like I for me personally. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people have more red lights because of the lifestyle they've come from or whatever. But for me, the Lord is really trying to raise me up to just go, you know? And so he knows my heart. I know his heart. And then I'm willing to like go for it and fall on my face, you know, which is, yeah, which is also good. <laughs> yeah, I, need, I, would, I need to follow my face more. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm in that green light season too. Um, I I'm part of a group called international young prophets. So we get thrown up on the stage and get handed a mic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and in faith, you just speak. And the best part is getting feedback when you can is good. Not so that I can know that I'm right, but so that I can understand that, hey, I took this risk and this leap right here. And just if you if there's ever a moment where you can get feedback, it's great. Sometimes I don't know that it's the best moment to get feedback. You know what I mean? So you got to feel yes, it out. But yes. it has been really rewarding to grow and understand, okay, that was encouraging. I can keep stepping out in those big ways like that. Who are some mentors that you've had in the in your prophetic growth? In my prophetic growth, um, this is this is actually really awesome. Um, Michael Hatzmiller. Yep. I say Michael Hatzmiller because there's a Michael Miller and a Larissa Miller, and then there's Michael and Sarah Miller. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're both from Upper Room. So Michael Miller was teaching equipping, and that was an amazing, awesome, safe place to just learn and go for it. So Upper Room leadership. When I taught kids, I would say the kids because the Lord put me in a position to teach kids, which also empowered me to keep going. So hearing the way God spoke to 6 to 12-year-olds was enough mentorship for me to yeah. keep going all day long to know that there ain't nothing little about what they they can hear just as much as you can as you know what I mean? So you're one they of the crazy keep, ones that thinks you don't have to be like uber trained to hear the Lord's voice, huh? Yeah. Well, I think, well, they are trained. <laughs> I mean, it's friendship with That's God. Good. And so if you're a friend of God, That's good. that means you know how to listen to him. Yeah. And that might mean you didn't take prophetic 101, 201, 301, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. But, but like, if I'm your friend, I know how to listen to you. And when I know your heart, I can repeat what you're saying. That's training in itself. That's good. And it's free. Yeah. <laughs> when you're sitting on his lap, right? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, totally. And then Patricia King um, is somebody who I really, really admire. Uh, that's more recent. She's a spiritual mother of mine the past three, four years. Yeah. And then Sean Bowles, of course, just knowing, like, first of all, he always talks about having love for people. And if you don't have love for them yet, ask for it and he'll give it to you. And just the simplicity of what he shared and how specific it is encourages me to know, like, I do believe it's possible for me to get words that clear. But I also believe I have to be really faithful with what I'm hearing now to get there. Okay. So talk, you, you mentioned, uh, international young prophets. Can you talk about that a little bit? What that is? Yeah, inter International young prophets is for people who are 20 to 45 who are, maybe they're known, maybe they're not yet known, but they're prophets who are learning to run together and celebrate what God's doing without jealousy and competition. And we travel and speak together, but not only that, we're called to learn how to run generationally. So we have, Moms and mo mamas and fathers like James Gall, Patricia King, Tom and Jane Hammond, and the list can keep going. I yeah. don't know. I'm leaving people. I think Jamie Galloway's on there too. 
but we have like a board of people who are covering us and mothering and fathering us and showing us how to run with them, not trailblaze over them, learn from them. Um, and that has been absolutely amazing. Uh, it's, and it really pushes you. It, not only are you like in the fire with people, but it shows you how to do family with people who have a, a similar gifting shows you like, we just call one another higher and we communicate really clearly. And to me, I just really, really enjoy traveling and prophesying with them. That's so good. How many is there? Do you know how many people? Are I don't know, that? but the goal is to have one at least in every nation. Wow. That's and cool. Elizabeth time Fook is the one who started it. And she is just a reformer. And we really talk a lot about reformation too. It's crazy, but, um, meaning how to have this, like as prophetic people, like asking the Lord for the solution and implementing it. So we talk a lot about what God's doing now and what he's going to do. And she has just really done a good job. It's by invite only the people who are in it. So it's through, you know, relationship, which is also a great family dynamic to have and really wise. Um, Cause there's a standard of love and humility. And you see a lot in the prophetic movement these days, people building their own platform, yes, people walking in pride, people who are prophesying, not out of love. Um, and that is dangerous. That's so dangerous. Um, and so this would not be a place for those people. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't last long, huh? No, they wouldn't. Or they'd either be corrected in love or they would just get mad and not yeah. be part. But yeah. but yeah, that's good. Okay. I want to talk about, you put up a, a Facebook post a couple days ago that convicted me. You convicted me, Jamie Lynn. It was <laughs> fresh after the Trump stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Which post I'm talking about? Was it the one where I said... The one where you convicted me? Just kidding. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I was talking to you. No. Is it the one where I said about right. Psalm 15? Yes. About how we have got to be careful in the difference between gossip, slander. Yes. Painting a picture of gossip and slander versus um like calling out what's evil and who the evil workers are yes that's the one so yeah. just to kind of refresh a little bit this was right after uh <laughs> state of the union right after some some i mean national documents got torn up and some definite i mean clear division in our oh, nation yeah. right i mean clear division yeah. in our country i felt i felt I thought it was a great speech personally. I loved how oh, that was phenomenal. I love how it went, but yeah. it's kind of hard to not leave there feeling a little icky based off just the division part. Right. Oh yeah. And so I was definitely a person that went to Facebook cause that's where you go when you have feelings. <laughs> and I, I, I definitely had, I tamed my tongue quite a bit, but I, I vented a little bit in regards to some actions by certain people and some of the division. Uh -huh. And then I, and then the next day I had, I had read your post and I felt like I needed to remove some stuff from my wall. Wow. So thank you for that. But I kind of wanted to give you, can you like talk about that a little bit? Like what your heart yeah. was behind that post? Yeah. Well, Bob Jones talked about the importance of, I encourage everybody to ream, ream, read, yes. don't ream anybody. <laughs> don't ream anybody out. Um, read Psalm 15. It's beautiful. Um, but Bob Jones talked about that being a key 
part of the revival or seeing the Chiefs. He he prophesied the Chiefs were going to go to the Super Bowl and it would be a mark of the greatest revival, which we've already seen Brazil, 140,000 people filling stadiums and the president getting saved, turning his giving his life to Jesus, Jesus in Brazil, which is a marker of revival. Yes. Um, so one of the things that I'm super passionate about is honoring people, but I also don't ever want to discount evil. Now, I do really appreciate a lot of things that Donald Trump has done as our president. And whether you're um, a believer or not, biblically speaking, we are to honor those who are in leadership. And that can look a number of different ways. We should be held accountable for our actions. Correct. And yes. we will be accountable, held accountable for our actions one day. And so the reason why I wrote this is I did see a lot of Christians slandering and my heart grew heavy. And so I wanted to post, and to me, it was just like a, it wasn't like I wasn't adding anybody specific because if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I would just go tell them, but it was so, it was just everywhere. And I, I just really felt like, you know, there's a difference between slander gossip, like which aren't always, it's not always, um, it's ripping somebody's, um, character up. It's talking poorly about them. It's calling them names, which we see all the time, even amongst believers who are talking politics, et cetera. But we are called to call out the evil that is happening in this world and those who are doing evil works. And that is factual evidence. Yes. So it's one thing to say that was not okay. And I'll just, if it's okay for me to say this, I hope. But it is not okay that Nancy Pelosi in her position, in our government, chose to rip up a document. No matter how she feels, there are a number of different ways that that can be communicated. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was a historical document that usually goes in a museum or something that yes. she actually ripped up. Yes. So to me, it's one thing, and, and hear me out, I'm not friends with her, and I'm definitely not following her story, yeah. but it's one thing for me to say that was wrong. Let's pray for our nation because I believe right now God is extending his hand of mercy to people who are acting like that. And we should be spending more time praying for them to accept his extended hand of mercy that triumphs over judgment, yes. which who are we to judge, yes. then, then waste our time slandering. So to me, the Christian's responses should be, okay, Christians on the front lines, here we go. Here are our prayer points. Lord, thank you for extending your hand of mercy. We declare that this woman will know the Lord because if she's that influential in this way, Yes. Then imagine how much more influential she'll be with the Lord on her side and being led by Jesus as Lord. And so to me, there is a big difference. Whereas abortion is evil. Yes. Right. So call, call it what it is. But, and I do believe that there's a time this year where we've got to be so careful with our words and the heart posture. I've heard this from a numerous amount of prophets in this season but we should be praying for all of God's people who are on the platform, who are behind the scenes, who wh- whatever it may be, that we would have the heart of God in everything we deliver because the the um, weight and how serious God is taking how we talk in this season, it's pretty big. And I don't want any of my brothers and sisters to experience that type of judgment on this earth. That's good. I yeah. want them to I want them to be saved and nobody's too far from being saved. That's good. That's good. No, there was so definitely <laughs> No, cuz because what it I mean let's let's get real. I mean there was the, the Christians response to that and I say the Christians in my circle in your circle apparently was to create a meme and mock and you know yeah. that and I think a lot of that comes from 
I mean, it's such a worldly reaction, obviously, but it's, it's the flesh's reaction of, well, since she did that, she's now open game. And I think if we really looked at it, we would think that that's probably not the way that we should be handling ourselves. Really, really what those memes are and all those things are is us throwing stones. That's that's good. Yeah. You mentioned that. And Jesus said, yeah. So Jesus said like, who, who am I to cast or who's going to cast the first stone? And so I believe that even what comes out, we will be held, held accountable for everything that comes out of our mouth before the Lord one day. And I believe that even in these moments, am I going to, what, what am I saying? Am I going to judge? Am I going to, am I going to, you know, like That's good. it's one thing to speak from wisdom. Like if you've prayed and you have the wisdom from the Lord on what to say, release it, be faithful and obedient, even if it's hard to say and hard to hear. But, um, but anyways, that's his daughter. That's our sister. That's She's lost and he's going after the one. It's good. And it took it took a, a young prophet to, I think, wake some people up. So thank you for that. Thank you. For real. That was a big deal. <laughs> oh. Okay. I think one thing that people, when they, when they think of the prophetic, they always think of the prophetic in regards to ministry. So like for you personally, what's, what's something that you do in your everyday life in the prophetic, like if you're truly walking in the prophetic, it's not just about, you know, giving a word of knowledge to someone or ministering to someone, but that's always what we kind of go to. I think and we think of the prophetic in regards to ministry, but if it really is a lifestyle, mm-hmm. how do you incorporate that in your everyday life? I know that you're real big on, you know, decrees and declarations too, like personally, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So if I've been given a word that I witness with, like, I'm like, yeah, Absolutely. Um, and I feel the fire on it. Like this, the podcast that I started was off of a prophetic word that Charlie Champ gave me and that Jody and Ben Hughes gave me. I don't know if you know any of them, but I know, Char- a- I know Charlie well. Yeah. Oh, he put his hand on me. Well, he was, he was like imparting and praying for people at an international nonprofits gathering. He was like, I'm not going to prophesy over you guys. I'm just going to lay hands and impart. But then he got to me and he was like, multi, multi, multimedia, multimedia. Yes. And, and then Ben and Jody Hughes also gave me words about media and it was very clear and they're just coming in. I'm not going to build my own platform, but I can be faithful every day to put time to it and prayer to it, to steward media as well as I can and be led by God in that and be obedient in the secret place, which to me can look like Facebook because I don't have the world's largest following. And it's not about that. It's about being faithful And I can decree and declare those things over my husband that I've heard and over me. And I do it every single day. And it may not be the same decree every day, but I have been doing it every single day this year for sure. Um, Especially when you hear a word like this is the decade of the decree. Yes. And we have the power of a life or death in our tongue. The Lord spoke and everything came into existence. We're made in his image. So what I say happens. Yes. And it will happen in due time. That's good. And so I'm just going to keep filling the bowls in heaven with decrees until. <laughs> and so I have had such a history and journey of prayer and decrees and declarations that I would not stop now. Yeah. And then another thing is just like praying for friends, sending them a word that I hear a word of, I mean, encouragement can be encouragement, but usually it's a prophetic encouragement. Yeah. Um, or reminding them of something maybe, um, maybe I, I think intercessors are some of the most prophetic people. They just may not have the platform of prophecy, but they're like 
seeing what God's doing. And so I pray a lot for our nation with a group of women and government officials and pastors and churches who are speaking up about our government. And I feel like that's my involvement with government. I don't know that my platform for sure at the moment is not that, but just being faithful with what I hear, declaring it and taking action in those words, because I'm, I'm sure you've mentioned this on your podcast before. Um, like you said, the kingdom is inside, but also when he speaks to us, it ain't going to just happen. Sometimes things just happen. Thank God. That's awesome. But yeah. usually when you get a word, it's because you're meant to steward it. Yes. And because maybe you need to know that it's going to happen because all the stuff that's about to happen on the journey to get there that's that good. will produce character for us to be able to handle it. But if we let it and the, the opportunities that have happened from that act of faithfulness have been crazy. So what are some of those opportunities? You'd mentioned the podcast, right? Yeah. So there's the podcast, just the people I get to interview, but God TV calls and they ask um, if I'll host a Life Matters campaign on their TV network. And I'm like, yeah, saying yes, thinking it's like a bunch of videos for college campuses. Yeah. And then finding out I'm actually hosting a God TV show oh, on Life Matters yeah. and I'm, pro-life. I'm too busy. I'm too busy for that. <laughs> I didn't know it until a few days before. I was like, wait, what? Oh, wait, I'm hosting a show. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so what's yeah, that? What, so, what, what's that look like? What's that been? So, well, I was a series and then, um, they invited me back to do something for the, uh, pro-life March, the March for life yeah. in DC. But I would, I had something, um, that same weekend that I was hosting here in San Antonio, but it, it was like, I hosted a six series or six episodes that literally played 24 seven on God TV for the month of October Wow! in 2019. And so that was really fun. And then now I get to host a page for God TV. I was hosting a bunch of Facebook pages for them. I was going live three or four times a day on other different pages, helping get the life, the life matters campaign out there, um, probably through mid November. And then they ended up asking me to host one of their large pages called bless life on Facebook. And I love connecting with people on media. I believe that media is about is already has the ability to be more impactful than stadium gatherings. I think conferences are going to change before we know it. That's They're good, still yeah. valuable and important, but I just think God's doing something in media. Um, and then there's other things that have happened that I'm not allowed to share yet. Oh, darn it. Just, I won't <laughs> tell anybody, go ahead and tell stay, me. <laughs> stay tuned. Well, if you're That's prophetic, good. you'll know. Okay. I'm with you. I got gotcha. you. I won't tell anybody. Just <laughs> We're on the same page, Jamie. I gotcha. Um, let's talk about your art. Cause I feel like art is also one of those ways that you've released the kingdom that's inside of you too. talk about your passion and your heart for the arts, not the arts, but the art, the art. Well, that's interesting because I am called to media and all of my twenties, uh, my mom was like, you should go get your degree in art. And I was like, you can't do anything with art full time. And so I got my master's in communication. It's fine because I didn't <laughs> believe you could do anything with art. Um, but that's probably God's plan because jokes on me graduated and the Lord long story invited me into prophetic art full time. And I had gone to several prophetic art retreats with somebody named Janice Van Cronkite. Totally sounds like a sound and music character. Am I right? It does. That's awesome. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> she painted so at our wedding. I love her. But um, learned prophetic art. And the only training I had was four years of art in high school. Loved it. Whatever. So all this to say, through obedience, dove into art full time, which led to me doing children's ministry at Upper Room and communication. 
and still did art on the side, went back to art full time. And it turned into book illustrations and all that. But all this time I've done art, it was never like this burning, proud passion of mine that I would, you know, I would travel and paint live. It always felt like obedience, but it felt like love because my obedience is, is a fruit of my love for God and my trust in him to lead me. So I was going to throw in the towel one time because I was like, I paint like a five-year-old and threw a tantrum like a five-year-old, right? (laughs) Before God. And then I get a call that, I mean, literally this, I know this sounds intense and I'm very careful about my words, but I was essentially wanting to create like a calling suicide. Like I was that ready to throw in the towel on art. Like I was done. And I got a phone call from somebody that does inner healing at Upper Room. And they said, hey, I just want to encourage you about what you're doing. Somebody who couldn't connect to Jesus. I went and got your Jesus painting and I put it in the session. They connected with Jesus and they gave their life to him and saw him in a way they never had. And I like ugly cried. And he was like, oh my goodness, are you okay? And I was like, you have no idea what you just did. I'll talk to you later. I couldn't talk. I was like, <gasps> like crying because I felt God's delight. And then there's times where I, at the beginning where I would paint live and I would be mortified because you only had 30 minutes to an hour to speed paint. And then I'm like mortified at what it looks like on stage. <laughs> and I'm like, it literally looks like a five-year-old painted that, which no offense, five-year-olds are really talented. But when you've been painting for a few years, you're kind of hoping it'll be a little different. Okay. Um, I'm not Akiana. All right. But, um, <laughs> but every single time I felt that way, somebody would come up weeping every time and telling me why that painting meant something to them and that it belonged to them. And they didn't want me to touch it anymore. And in, I think maybe the third time I just was like, I don't care what it looks like when I'm done. I'm going to be faithful. This has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the word on the canvas that you have from them. Cause some of the most uneloquent words spoken prophetically can be some of the most impactful to somebody in the audience. And it's the same way on canvas. That's good. That's so good. Can you talk about how you're helping other artists right now too? What's your, what's your passion for that? So I have gone through the ringer on learning how, if you're going to do it full time, doesn't mean you can give away art full time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, um, so for me, like I have really gone through that and I've done, I've illustrated five children's books. Now I'm finishing up the last one. One of them is published. The other four are, and three of them are in the process of getting published. And then the fourth one I'm finishing now. So through that, I have started a company an LLC called well now media collective and my dream and desire is to make a place for artists who are excellent at their craft that have no idea how to communicate their financial value on a project or how to even, because I mean, the first book illustration I did, I charged like $750 or something like that. And it took me six months. Yep. You can't do that full time. Yep. So learning from like talking to publishers, getting information, what do people normally charge? So my dream is to raise up artists to connect with authors, especially self-published authors or first-time children's book authors, to for me to be the liaison and raise up others to be the liaison. So the artist just gets to paint. They don't have to worry about the contract work or anything. They get paid what they're valued, 
what they're worth. They're going to get paid more than they would if they did it on their own. They're going to get more work if they would have done it on their own. That's awesome. But also protecting the author and not overcharging the author and having all these crazy high fees. So that's the first side of it. And that's what I want to do. And I'm like an open book of help on like, how do I make prints of my art? How do I do this? Because so many people don't want to share their how. And I'm like, that's what we're living for. There's not one other artist that will paint like me that I'll have my style and I want them to get their word out there. That's like telling somebody you can't teach them how to prophesy because you're the only one that can. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's good. No, I think that's, I'm kind of the king of like underselling myself. And I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with poverty spirit stuff, right? I mean, it's yeah. not thinking, I mean, what's the most valuable thing that I have? It's my time. And so when I sit yeah. here and I'm afraid to like offend someone by giving them a, a dollar figure for editing an entire podcast or whatever it is. It's like, yeah. no, my time's actually valuable. And I can tell people that, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's awesome, man. You're a voice for them. That's really, really cool. Thank you. I'm excited. Talk about your podcast real quick. Set apart podcast. It is my message on this earth is to paint a picture of holiness and how regardless of what sphere of influence we're in. And I have, people I interview from every sphere of influence and they may have a literal great big platform of influence, or you may have never heard of them before. But what I can guarantee you is I protect the platform of trust and these people are living it. And my goal is to share stories and testimonies to raise faith and encourage people to trust the voice of God and to live a life with him that's set apart in an uncompromising way. That is so good. And you're on your season two, correct? Just, just kind of started up two episodes in or so? Two or three? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, yeah, just a handful in. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Off the top of my head. I just kept numbering. I, I see this is all me learning. I just kept numbering. I'm like, episode 26, but like from, do you know what I mean? Like, I just continued sure. the numbering. I still do that. I still do that. Okay, good. That's, I'm okay, on, great. this is episode 55 or seven or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm at. There you go. There you go. So you're enjoying that, I'm guessing, right? The podcasting oh. thing? I love it. My dream's to have a TV show one day yeah. and host the Oscars. There you go. So they need a host. Is, yeah, <laughs> I do. It may end up being the devil words and I'm fine with that, but you know, that'll work. I, I really love, like if you look back at Oprah Winfrey and even Ellen, things that they do that are gold. And I'll just be honest. I can't, I can't watch everything. Unfortunately, that comes out of some things on TV these days yeah. because of just the direction it's headed. I'm super protective of what I let in, but the art of pulling out the gold of people, you know, and people who you don't know, but connecting with their story and being able to relate and like pulling it out in a unique way, in a creative way to me is like so beautiful because I love celebrating people and people's stories are their testimony of what God's doing, whether they're saying his name or not. And that can really change somebody's life in a moment to take action and walk in obedience. So that is, that is something I've, you know, I've also learned personality types. I'm sure you have to interviewing. It's like who needs questions before and who can fly by the seat of their pants. Cause those are yeah, two totally different worlds. Absolutely. <laughs> and you can always tell the ones when they're asking you, so what are we going to talk about? Can I have a list of some questions beforehand? It's like, dude, we're going to be good. I promise. We're just going to talk like yeah. humans and we'll be yeah. fine. That's so yeah. funny. What's your favorite part of 
your podcast? What's your favorite part of the process? Do you edit your own podcast and everything? Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a show of one on all fronts of everything I've been putting my hands to. And that's another thing being faithful. It's like, I don't have a team yet, but I will one day. And right now this is just me being faithful and I can't wait for the day that I do, but I'm also just thankful for what I have now. So yes, my favorite thing about my podcast is um, well, I work from home alone, <laughs> so getting to connect with people and talk about God, when I when you hit end and you're like, thank you so much, and you hit end, that moment right then where you're like, I have chills right now. You're just like, yes. wow, that was amazing, or they are amazing, or wow, God, people you are going are to amazing. really get something out of this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I just got, I've wept in some of them. I've gotten chills. I felt so reminded by some of them. I mean, it's just amazing what can happen. And my favorite part is right when I hit end, just that Selah moment. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, I've really been, I've just the idea of building and creating. So, like, I, I love the whole, the whole process, like the recording, the editing, the at the end hitting play for the first time on the the one that I just created, the whole thing and the music yeah. and everything. It's yeah, it's a. I'm very very passionate about it, and just That's like awesome. you, I cannot wait until I can do this like more. You know, this yeah, is going totally. to be my thing, and I cannot wait. No, it's awesome. I decree totally. that right now. Yes. 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 I believe that for you. You have a big gift in that. And I do believe the, the more, you know, there's a time where you start out doing it for free. I'm sure you've experienced that anything oh, yeah. and you just so into it because you believe in it. And then God's like, I'm going to bring you more. Yeah. That's but then good. you have to learn to put the price tag to it. <laughs> you do. And there's, I mean, that's it, it. We talked about falling on your face before it takes screwing up and realizing, yeah, I'm worth more than this next time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> for sure. Totally. Um, where can people follow you? What's the best way to follow Jamie Lynn? Um, I would say Instagram, which plugs to Facebook, um, or my Facebook. They're both at Jamie Lynn Walnow, and Lynn is spelled with one N. Or you can go to jamielynnwalnow.com. But I like Instagram. It feels like a really simple, sweet nugget drop of what's on my heart. And I've been taking it a lot more serious like a ministry and, and honestly a realistic view of my life. That's good. Warning. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. So you may or may not want to follow Jamie yeah. Lynn Wallnow on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's no excuse for my personality. Talk to God about that. <laughs> Take it up with him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's some parting words that you would have? Like just, I don't know, some advice, some nuggets, like you just said, for those that are interested in growing in the prophetic. What's something that you would like, maybe they're just realizing that they have a gift or that they want yeah. this gift. What, yeah. what's some advice you would have for them? We all have the ability to prophesy. It's biblical that that's the gift we should desire the most. Yes. And so I believe we have not because we ask not. And so it's kind of like, God, will you supernaturally download to me how to play the piano? And he's like, yeah. And you're like, God, and you keep asking him. And he's like, when are you going to go sit in front of the piano it's and good. start practicing? Or when are you going to hire an instructor? Or when are you going to start watching YouTube videos on how to play? So I encourage you to go for it. Ask him every day and thank him every day. I would ask him with a thankful heart. Like, thank you, God, that I hear your voice. Thank you for stirring the prophetic in me. 
et cetera, et cetera. So I would, I would just thank him for it. And then just be bold and practice on your friends first. If you need a safe place to practice, practice around your friends first. That gives you encouragement. And if you are just doing it with love and humility, you've got nothing to lose. And somebody just felt encouraged by you. So the only thing you have to lose is <laughs> this is so extreme. This is actually not funny. <laughs> but like the only thing you have to lose is getting to heaven and wishing that you would have been willing to lose more. That is so That's good. It's so intense, but so, it's true. Thank you so much for being brutally honest. That's so good. <laughs> thank you. Would you would you mind praying us out real quick? Sure thing. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. It's awesome. The podcast is awesome. Um, God, thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you so much for your love. And I thank you for everybody who's tuning in. Spirit of God, I ask that you will reveal the beautiful life-giving opportunities. I thank you yes. for tapping us on the shoulder. I thank you for speaking to us clearly. I thank you for awakening dreams in the night that those who have not been dreaming will start dreaming heavenly divine dreams. Oh. Um, I thank you, God, for heavenly divine encounters to know where to go. And we ask for your spirit of wisdom to fill us, to lead us to, you said that when, when we're led by wisdom, we receive the blueprint that was designed just for us. So Whoa. we ask for the blueprint that was designed just for us and spirit of wisdom. Would you come fill us and lead us and be our friend? And I declare and decree that this podcast will be such a blessing and that it will multiply, yes. um, that the downloads will increase abundantly, that your jaw will drop because Jesus. of the increased downloads and that the content that God put in you to put on this podcast will come forth in such a powerful anointed way. And that everybody who's tuning in, that everything you put your hands to will be blessed and prosperous yes. like Deuteronomy 30 says, and that you will inherit the land that you were meant to have in Jesus' name. Amen. Jamie Lynn, thank you for joining. Thanks thank for you hanging so out. Much. Everybody You're go awesome. check out Set Apart Podcast with Jamie Lynn Wallnow on every platform. It's out there. Go rate, review, subscribe, and share. That's podcast lingo. Yes. Jamie Lynn, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a blessing. You're awesome. You rock. You too. Oh,